Master Yodi here. Listen to podcast I do. Strong the forces with Lisa and Patrick. Pop Ninja, you should listen to. Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about Max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. Hello out there in podcast land. This is Patrick Bennett, down and out in South Louisiana, welcoming you to the Pop Ninja Podcast. And joining me over Zoom is my co-host with the most, Miss Lisa Everett, over in the land of milk and honey known as Pennsylvania. What's up, dog? You ready for <laughs> okay. another podcast? Sure. I love it. Right. What's up? Hey, <laughs> hey I want to ask you <laughs> a... Bugs McKenzie. Bugs, yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. ask you a trivia question from the 80s. Okay. Okay. Name the yeah. 80s TV series that coined the phrase jumping the shark happy days correct right that's when it jumped the shark yeah, <laughs> because yeah. and he jumped he literally jumped the <laughs> yep, shark that's where it Fonzie, came from Fonzie literally jumped the shark and i actually remember that episode and watching it and because yep. i love the fawns i had a fawns t-shirt and i just loved him and uh he literally jumped that shark and it was like this the fakest uh shark fin but then they had real film footage of a real shark in there too um, and it made it like if, like Jaws, <laughs> you know, Happy Days meets Jaws. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. want another one? Yeah. Okay. Name name the Sadie's TV series by the place of employment the characters worked at. Okay. The, the Blue Moon Detective Agency. Moonlighting. Yes. Did okay. you read? Did you read my notes? No, but I mean, really. Okay. I ask you one one last one. <laughs> okay. On the TV series Alf. What was Alf's real name? Alf's Alf's real name? Yeah. Oh, Herb Herbert nope. Shumway. Her, close, Her, close. Something like Gordon, that. Gordon uh, Shumway. Gordon Shumway. Okay. Yeah. Herbert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Albert. <laughs> okay. Albert Shumway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. You, you got him. I was close. Okay. Got him right off I didn't the even. Mat. You know what? I didn't even watch Elf, and I didn't even watch Moonlight. So well, there you go. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty smart. But I watched Happy Days. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, I'm going to go back in time to the 80s, but also back in time with this movie, because this is from 1982, and it's called Time Rider. Have you seen that? Nope. Uh-oh. It's like, that's another one I've another one. Okay. Uh-oh. All right, I want to talk about this 1982 movie, Time yeah. Rider. Well, you it's, talk the, about it, because I want to hear it. Okay, well, the, the, the actual title is called Time Rider, The Adventures of Lyle Swan. I've never heard of it. This was a super cool time travel action movie that uh, it takes place in modern day. It's about a desert motorcycle racer who uh, it gets transported back in time to the Old West, okay? Okay. The motorcycle and all, he goes back to the Old West. And I, I saw this in the theater and then I owned it on VHS, and I watched it until that tape wore out. Then I had it on DVD. Now I have it on Blu-ray, and I'll, I'll watch it a couple times a year. I love this movie. And I've never heard of it. So. I, I even have the poster. It's super cool. you got to watch it. And you like Fred Ward, right? It stars Fred yeah, Ward. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. But yeah, Fred okay. Ward's in it. I, I do like yeah. Fred Ward. It, star, it, it stars him. He, he plays the, uh, the motorcycle racer. Yeah, and it has the the beautiful Belinda Bauer. I don't know if you recognize her name. She was in yeah. a lot of stuff in the seventies and eighties. I really enjoyed watching her stuff. Yeah. And uh, Peter Coyote. 
He's the villain. Well, Peter Coyote, yeah. Yeah, he's the villain in here, the, the, the Western villain. He did a lot of stuff back then, too. I remember him from, from E.T., and I remember yeah, him from um, uh, Jagged Edge. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love, love that movie. And Ed Lauder is in here. And, Ed Lauder uh, was in everything. Is, and, is he still alive? He's in Cujo. I'm not sure. And it also player. had uh, L.Q. Jones. I don't know if he's alive still or not. L.Q. Jones, I see him. I, I never heard of him. Uh, he played. Um, you remember, yeah, he's, uh, he is. He's ninety-three years old. He is still. Oh alive. wow, wow. Yeah, he's an old uh, cowboy actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, something you might remember him from was uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. Yeah. Yeah, he played uh, like 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 Chuck Norris's best friend. It was the old retired ranger. He had the white hair and the mustache. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. L.Q. Jones. Uh, oh. But anyway. Yeah, um, this Time Rider looks pretty good because I'm looking at some pictures of it. And that Belinda Bauer, she's pretty. Yeah, she's very I pretty. Know, I don't know her from anything. If, if you ever watched Airwolf, the, the pilot movie, she's the, uh, the love interest on there. Well, she's still around. She's 70 years old now. Yeah, but she's, she's very pretty. She did a lot of yeah. uh, cool stuff. But here's a little, little premise about Time Rider. Watch it. <laughs> okay, yeah, time do that. But here's time a little Rider. premise about it. Uh, the motorcycle racer, he, he gets lost in the desert during a race, and he accidentally enters an area where some, uh, some, some scientists are doing a time travel experiment. And uh, he, he kind of jumps a hill and lands right where they got these lasers pointed, and they're sending a little small, like a little monkey back in time. Yeah. And, and he enters the beam right when they're sending the monkey back. So uh, – this this motorcycle rider gets sent back to the old west and uh instead of instead of the monkey i think the monkey goes too and then it, it runs away but uh oh. but uh okay. he's still on his bright red motorcycle and he's wearing a bright red racing suit and a bright red helmet okay so naturally all the cowboys he comes across in the old west they think he's the devil and that yeah. his motorcycle is like the devil's horse you know because it's loud uh -huh. it's red uh -huh. So uh -huh. they think he just drove, rode his horse straight out of hell, you know. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, Peter Coyote's character figures out it, it's a mo it's a machine, you know. It's not a devil's horse or anything, and and he wants it for himself so he can use it to like rob trains, like because yeah. it's fast. Oh. So he and his gang of outlaws that they're gonna try to you know find Fred Ward and kill him and take his motorcycle, but the uh, the beautiful woman uh, played by Belinda Bauer. She takes yeah. Fred Ward in and uh, tries to hide him from the outlaws and stuff, and uh, they become love interests. And, but meanwhile, while all this is taking place, back in modern times, uh, the scientists, they're frantically uh, working on a way to try to find him and bring him back because they were filming the experiment, and they saw what happened, that you know, he went through the, the time thing. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to figure out. So it keeps going you know, back and forth scientists working on a way to get him back and, and then it goes back to the west where he's at so but anyway it has a very cool interesting twist ending so uh, uh -huh. I, won't, I won't tell you anything more about it his name is lyle swan he's racing against the clock stand by for automatic in more ways than one perimeter violation sector four Terry. Is that for real? Because this ride, instead of taking him a thousand miles forward, will take him a hundred and five years backward. Dr. Savage, wheel! One perimeter violation. Time Rider, the adventure of Lyle Swan. If I'm right, sir, he stepped out around 1875. Man, am I glad to see you. He just happened to be in the right place at the wrong time. Uh, I was wondering if uh, maybe you could show me on this map here where uh, where I am. And fate gave him a present. Hey, you okay? Of the past. Where are you going? <laughs> Only trouble was, he didn't know it. Where'd it go? I don't know. Hey, what the hell's happening here, huh? He didn't understand the people. Hey, why are those guys shooting at me like that? And they didn't understand him. Where'd these come from? I'm thinking toys mostly. See, I hang with technoid types. We party and they come up with all this Bonnaroo boogie. In short, everything was different. Take off your clothes. Well, what? Almost everything. You heard me, Mr. Swan. 
Time Rider, the adventure of Lyle Swan. General Lee had had that machine. We won the war. The past present fantasy of a desert racer. A beautiful gunslinger. Where are you from, my friend? Canoga Park, LA. A renegade priest. Beautiful, senor. Where did you get this, man? Got it at an Exxon station. And assorted bad guys. Jumped up and down on it. Up and down. Kicked it. Time Rider, the adventure of Lyle Swan. An off-road racer who's way, way off the road. But here's an interesting bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, Fred Ward goes back in time to the date November 5th. And that's the same date used in Back to the Future when Marty went back in time. And it's the same date used in Time After Time, which you're going to be talking yeah. about next. Yeah. What, the, the, why you were talking about this, I'm thinking, wow, this is really, I mean, I only picked time after time because it had the word time in it, but, yeah. uh, you know, but I didn't realize how much that what you're saying is going to be about like what I'm saying. So these movies really are going to connect uh, pretty good. So, but, but Time Rider, a very enjoyable film. It, I mean, if, yeah. if you're a, uh, if you love Westerns or if you just love adventure movies, you know, yeah. Or if you're into like motorcycles, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to buy it. I'm yeah. gonna have to find it. It's just out on Blu-ray. It is. You know what? I looked her up at Belinda Bauer, um, and she was in Flashdance. It says she was an act. The actress in she was in Flashdance, and I thought I've seen Flashdance a million times. I don't remember her face anywhere in that movie. Yeah, she and, was one of the Robocops. Well, she was. Um, did you see Flashdance? Yeah. Okay, she was the ex-wife of the the main the 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 main guy in, okay. in Flashdance, and she I there's a scene where he takes her to a like a charity uh, function, and then there's a scene with um, them in a restaurant, and she comes up to them and starts talking to him, but her hair is blonde, and so I would never ever have known because in the pictures of her from this this, this Time Writer movie, she's got dark brown hair, so she looks completely different. But, but I, yeah. I love time travel movies. That's like one of my favorite uh, subgenres of sci-fi is time what travel. Have, did you see Time After Time? I have. You have? I have, have it on Blu-ray, yeah. Oh, I didn't think you saw it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then you want to talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, because, uh, yeah. Now, I can't really, you know, like, when I, well, you have a movie that I ne have never seen and I can't add anything about it. I just, like, want to listen and know about it so I can find it and watch it, but... But it's cool when you've seen it because, you know, too, you know, then you can say some more stuff that I might, that might remind me of more stuff. So, um, but this time after time, it's from 1979. Um, my best friend, Mary, she told me about this movie. I'd never heard of it or seen, seen it. Um, it Mar Mary it. has taste. Yeah, she does. She got good taste. In, she got great taste in movies. Mary can um, tell you any person from any movie. Like she know. I mean, I thought I was good at that. My aunt used to say to me, "How do you remember people's names and remember actors and actresses from movies?" But Mary uh, beats me hands down. Like she she knows everybody, and she's introduced me to a lot of older movies, like from the like the forties. Um, a lot of those like older movies. Um, that, like that I never had ever heard of. Like uh, there's a bunch of them on Turner Classic Movies that I've taped that, I mean, I could list a whole bunch of them and, and maybe we'll talk about some of them at some point with, uh, uh, but they don't really go with 70s and 80s, but, but they're good movies. So uh, for me, I, I keep going backwards in time, which is like time travel. So um, in this movie, um, it, it has Mary Steenburgen and it has Malcolm McDonald in it, in which I never knew that they were actually married in real life. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, they, yeah. And he plays H.G. Wells, who invents the time machine. And at, and at, at the time that, that, that this movie takes place, Jack the Ripper's going around killing women. And it's, and it's actually kind of scary. It's, kinda, it's a thriller. And uh, he, he happens to be friends with H.G. Wells. And, and they're at a dinner party at the beginning of the movie. And Jack the Ripper, I think it starts out with Jack the Ripper kills somebody. Yeah. And then the people, the, um, 
you know, the detectives are at Scotland Yard or whatever are looking for him. And I don't know, I can't remember why they come, well, they come to H.G. Wells because like, maybe because he's well known, he's well known, <laughs> you know, it's like, but uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, they, they want maybe they wanted to search his place or something because they, but he has the time machine in his basement. And I don't know if he's, I don't think he's tried it out, but his friend that's Jack the Ripper that he doesn't know is Jack the Ripper. Um, gets the key to it and goes back in time. And so he goes back, it's like back to the future, sort of. Like he comes to the present present day, um, which is 1979. But th this movie does not feel like 1979 to me. Yeah. And the reason it, it doesn't feel like 1979 is because of the storyline, um, you know, it takes place, you know, back in time, you know. And so um, it, 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 it's kind of timeless, you know, when they do movies that um, are already like, not from this time period, you know, they they could be any time, you know? So, I mean, when they were made, you know what I mean? But when he comes into the future, it still doesn't feel like 1979 because it seems, seems more like mid eighties to me, you know? I, I don't know if you know what I mean, but um, like yeah, the seventies, the seventies, I think of like Saturday Night Fever and the disco and all, and all that stuff and this, and, and how, you know, what people were wearing and the tie dye stuff and the hippie stuff. Um, you know, this movie seems very 80s, like uh, the clothes, the hair, you know, everything. And um, she meets, uh, she meets, um, I think he comes into the, she works at a bank. She comes in, he comes into the bank to um, like either, I, I, don't, I don't know if he, he's trying to exchange some money or he's trying to like sell some stuff. And um, he, she tells him that the Jack the Ripper guy had the same kind of, um, money you know on him so he that's how he knows where to look for him but it's a it's a i mean if you've nobody's you know you know listening has ever heard of it and um i i don't want to give the whole whole movie away because it's got a really original storyline and it's a good thriller and it's kind of scary it's it's because he's going around killing people in the present day and age and and it's and i don't know if you remember like the scene in the um hotel where he's watching tv and he says that he he Jack the Ripper says um, he's in. He he finally found the, the time period that fits him because yeah, in all the, the future, violence and stuff. yeah, the violence, the violence on TV, the the they sh and they show like um, you know war stuff and uh, guns and shooting and they show um, you know football and everything's like people beating up on each other and and just violence and he says you know this is this is where I belong you know I don't I don't belong back in that time period you know I. I, you know, am here and he wasn't going back because H.G. Wells comes to go get him to try and drag him back to have him, you know, be, um, you know, accounted for for the, the crimes he committed back then. The time is 1893 and novelist and inventor H.G. Wells invites you to join him on a flight from London to San Francisco. In under a minute, you will be transported to a bizarre and fantastic new age. Today. Time after time. For H.G. Wells, the modern world offers a spectacular array of revelations, embarrassments, and delights. Hello there. Hello. What's up, Doc? I beg your pardon? You were saying, where to? Uh, could you please take me as quickly as possible to the Hyatt? But Wells has not come here as a tourist. His visit will be somewhat more dangerous. For he is pursuing Jack the Ripper, a villain who has eluded his fate by escaping into time. 90 years ago, I was a freak. Today, I'm an amateur. <laughs> I'm obliged to take you back to face the consequences of your acts. You take me back. How do you propose to do that? By force? Be reasonable, John. We don't belong here. A 19th century gentleman. What? You don't close your eyes. And a 20th century woman. Well, neither do you. Join forces to capture a criminal from the past at large in the modern world. But even more than they want him, he needs them. You throw me the key, 
and I'll release the girl. On your honor, John. You have my word as a gentleman. I would have expected that you'd notice by now that I am not a gentleman. Say goodbye. Goodbye, Herbert. You haven't instructed him in the use of one of these machines, have you? HG, it's checkmate, and you've lost again. A romantic adventure, a breathless chase around the world and across a century. Time after time. You gotta, like, watch it to see if they, they catch him or not, but... You, you know if they do or they don't. But Yeah. And David yeah. Warner, the actor that, that played Jack the Ripper, uh, I, I love that guy. He, he was the villain in Tron. He played yeah. Dillinger. He, he played Sark. He might be. He was in Straw Dogs. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. 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 He, he's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, um, well, Mal Malcolm McDowell is in Cat People, and, and I really liked him as an actor, too. Yeah. I liked him in this movie because he was so um, – he was like so uh like not i don't want to say like nerdy you know but um and mary steenburgen like has the hots for for him like right as soon as she sees him and she keeps trying to put the moves on him and it's kind of funny like there's some scenes in it that are like kind of comical you know and some of the stuff she says you know and i i kind of liked her you know back then she's in another um, time travel movie what what is it back to the future three she's doc brown's love interest so i don't you know what? I don't. I don't know if I ever saw that movie. Like so, some of them, yeah. They're like what I. I only saw part of part two of Back to the Future, and I don't think I ever saw part three or maybe pieces of it. I just couldn't. It's just like the first one was perfect. I like Back to the yeah. Future. Yeah. And then well, it kind of got weird. Well, watch, yeah. watch the third one. It's a western, and yeah. she she's a, a school teacher in the old west, and and she falls in love with Doc Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. I just, I don't know. It just didn't seem like, um, I don't know. Like when they do, when it just seems so different. You know, it's not like, I like the 80s stuff. And, and then they put the, that in there just didn't seem to go for me for that. But, but I could, I could like it. I've just never gave it a really a chance. So, yeah. But did you like Time, time After Time? I did. I thought it was a great movie. I've, I've watched yeah. it many times. Uh, I love the poster for it. It's got that that hand yeah. holding the stopwatch and the silhouette yeah. of the guys coming out of the watch. Yeah. Hey, yeah. do you, do you know they made this into a uh, network TV series a couple of years ago? That this movie? Time, time after, after time. After time? Yeah. Yep. No, the, the I know same, Opera had a record. The, the <laughs> no. same, same premise of the movie. Did they? Yeah. It's basically a completely unknown cast and, they all look like they're in their twenties or something. That, that's what I didn't like about it. But uh, I tried oh. watching it, getting into it, and it, it only lasted about half a season, and it got canceled. And I, I saw that coming. I mean, the cast just too young of actors to me for my taste. You know, oh. for, but uh -huh. uh, but it, the the first couple of episodes just kind of retold the movie, and then it had a new storyline after that for the episodes. Oh. Well, that's weird because like the, that movie, I never heard of it. Just like I never heard of the one that you were talking about either. But um, Mary, yeah, Mary um, told me about this movie, said she loved it. And when she told me the story about it, you know, it's like, um, you know, it, it's it's like a thriller, you know, and I like those like suspense, like thriller, drama, whatever they are, you know, and um, I, I think this one, had some cool special effects in it too, you know, with the time machine and like how it disappeared and it shows up in a museum, like, yeah. In the, yeah. And, um, she, she, he tries to tell her that, you know, who he is. Um, and of course she doesn't believe him and Just I forget what she has to, yeah, she had, he, um, has to show her something in the paper or something that, um, that, that makes her believe him finally. But, um, yeah. And then what there's a part, there's, the main part of the movie is that I think he goes further into the future. Somehow they go ahead and they find out, they see her death that yeah, Jack the Ripper kills her stuff, yeah. in the paper. And so they have to go back 
and then they have to make sure that they get him before he can kill her. And so that's, I mean, it's kind of intense. And there's like some scenes in it are scary. And he kills a couple other people, um, you know, like while all this other stuff, while they're trying to find him, he, he's killing other people. And they're, and they're um, you know, watching it in the news and stuff and seeing it. And then it's kind of, t- when, you know, I mean, she sees her own picture in the paper that she died. You know, it's like, that's kind of scary. I mean, and then, and then I think there, there's like a scene where, um, I think she invites her friend over from the bank over to her to her apartment, and I think he gets the friend too. So, I mean, it's a good movie. It just, it, I just can't believe it's from 1979, though. I mean, because that movie is 31 years old, <laughs> you know. So, right, 31 years old, yeah. 41 years old. Wait, 41. 41 years old. I can't. I can't uh, add. I'm like that seems crazy. That that movie is 41 years old. I was thinking 31 sounded dated, but that was even before. You know, I went graduated high school, and it's that's been 35 years. So I need to. Um, I need to add better. But yeah, it's like. Uh, uh, yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to believe that like they were doing effects like that 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 for over 40 years ago. Yeah, that was and, the like, same same year the Alien came out. So that's, that's when yeah. stuff started taking a turn for the better for, as far as effects and stuff goes. Yeah, special effects. And I like real special effects. Like I kept thinking about that after you said that about um, how you felt like you were on a fly on the wall in Alien because I listened to that episode again and I was listening to that and I thought, yeah, I know exactly what you mean because you're like, right, it's like really close up. And, and, the, thing, and the thing about Alien too that I was thinking about is when she crawls, gets inside her suit you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, she's like being very careful. Careful. And, yeah, that was uh, yeah. pretty suspenseful. You, you thought that alien was going to spring out at her any second. And get her before Killer, she yeah. get in there and zip herself up. Yeah. Yeah, yes, it was right there. Yeah, it's a beautiful like, movie. Yeah, it, that was a good movie. I, I just um, hadn't seen it. I haven't seen it in a long time now. I want to watch it. It's like right, it's in my head now since you talked about it so much. Well, since we talked about it on the podcast, but um, I don't have it. I don't have it on DVD. Now I have to get that too. I'm going to have a, you know, I, I need, yeah, I need to get a job <laughs> it's like to buy more movies. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, we'll move it on to the, uh, uh, Tales of the Golden Monkey, which is cool because like I did a monkey movie too, a monkey TV show. How many TV shows are there? You know, it's really weird, you know? Well, I was trying deliberately to, like, do something parallel to you, but um, I think I did pretty good, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, so. All right. Well, Tales of the Gold Monkey from 1982. <laughs> Now, this yeah. was one of my favorite shows from my youth. It was very yeah. Indiana Jones-ish. Have you ever seen it? No. <laughs> okay. A lot of people and critics think it is an Indiana Jones ripoff, okay? Because it came out right after Raiders. And, and uh-huh. Anyway, but, but that's not the truth, okay? The truth to the matter is it was written before Raiders of the Lost Ark was. Okay, and, now, it has the girl from He Knows You're Alone in it. Yeah. Yeah, Caitlin Ohini's in it. Yeah, it was written well, see, before. see, I didn't know you were going to love that because she's one of my Facebook friends. I could hook you up. I could probably hook you up with her. You could probably have some coffee with her. Cool. Now, she's single, I do believe. But, but uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> this was written before Raiders of the Lost Ark ever came out. Oh. And, uh, it was shopped all around Hollywood to be made into a, a series and everybody said no. So anyway, the, uh, all the studios passed on it and the script was eventually just shelved the pilot. And, uh, but then when Raiders came out and it, it became such an overnight success and the, all the studios started scrambling to find out what happened to that old, uh, monkey script, you know, that we saw a couple of years ago, whatever. So all the studios were trying to find it yeah. and, and, and make a deal and get it into production fast, all right? 
So then it came out on TV after Raiders. So everybody assumed, oh, it's just a Indiana Jones ripoff. Yeah. It only lasted one season, and I thought it could have went on for at least a few more. Uh, I love the character of Jake Cutter, and it was yeah. played by Stephen Collins, and he was in uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture, yes. and Seventh Heaven, and he's done a lot of stuff. But uh, Yes. Part, uh, Jeff McKay. Yes, he has. And Jeff McKay played Mac yes. on uh, Magnum P.I. Well, anyway, McKay played Jake Cutter's yeah. mechanic named Corky. And uh, Jake's love interest was, of course, who you just mentioned. Okay. And she played uh, Sarah White. And Roddy McDowell was in the series. And he played uh, Bon Chance Louie. He was this Frenchman who owned the Gold Monkey Bar on this island in the Pacific. And that's why it's called Tales of the Gold Monkey is because uh, they kind of use this bar as their, uh, their hangout where all the stories started and ended was in this bar. So, you know, you're telling uh-huh. tales from these guys hanging out. But, uh, but the show uh, took place in the 1930s. Oh, I thought it was about a real gold monkey. Well, in the pilot episode, there is a gold monkey. But, mm-hmm. they, yeah, but, but the bar's name is the gold monkey, and that's what the whole series hey, is based out. You know what? what? There's a Jack Russell Terrier in that. There Jack, is. I guess that's not a bull terrier. Bull terrier, but his name's, his name's Jack, yes. Yeah. But anyway, the show took yeah. place in the uh, the 30s, and it was about yeah. uh, Jake, Jake Cutter. He was a Pacific bush pilot for hire, and he flew for the Flying Tigers in World War One, and uh, and now he runs an air service on an island, and he hangs out with uh, at the Gold Monkey Bar, where he gets all of his business. So uh, so every episode basically started with him in the Gold Monkey Bar. His monkey business. Yeah, monkey business. His monkey business. His monkey business. And a client would come into the bar and they would hire him to either go find somebody or to fly him somewhere or to fly some cargo or something. And then the adventure would start there. But, but uh, the show had lots of action, adventure, espionage. It was really cool. And he flew this seaplane called the Cutter's Goose because his name was Jake Cutter. And it was, uh, I think the, the type of plane was some kind of something goose. But his, uh, his sidekick was that little terrier you were talking about, and his name was Jack. And he had one eye, yeah. and he wore a, a, a leather patch over his missing eye. But that was like his little sidekick. And uh, Anyway, I always wanted to dress like Jace, Jake Cutter for Halloween. He had the cool leather pilot's jacket with this uh, flying tiger patch on the back of it. And you could do cool, it for this Halloween. A cool hat. I don't have. Yeah, we're we're getting all our wishes. You could go find it and look it up on uh, internet. Go find a, uh, you know, a bomber jacket or whatever, and a little a little hat, and there you go. Yeah. Here's a little bit of a trivia. Uh, you've heard of the animated show called Archer? No. No. Okay. Well, no. Uh, the la- the last season that aired of Archer, uh, they kind of played homage to Tales of the Gold Monkey. And it had the character Archer. He was working on a Pacific island and flying a seaplane. And he was dressed just like Jake Cutter. Jake Cutter. When, the, was, when did that Archer come out? The, this, this season I'm talking about was last year. Oh, so it's a new show? Yeah, it's been on about. So five, there's been a couple five, different years. things over time that have uh, like paid like a tribute to some of the 80s stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I, now I gotta watch Tales of the Golden Monkey because it sounds good, and I I, I like Caitlin O'Heaney. Um, she, it, um, do you have? Is it Alan uh, Blu-ray or no, DVD it, or anything? A, they have a DVD box set. Yeah. Do they? Okay. Yep. How many episodes? Um, probably yeah. about twenty-two because it, it was a full full season. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, I can't really add to that because I've never seen it. And I don't know. I've seen pictures of it and I have heard of it, but I've never watched one episode. But he's kind of like, you know, just an action hero like Indiana Jones. But instead of being an archaeologist, he's a a pilot. Yeah. But he goes on the same type of adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Yeah. Check it out. I will. Yeah, that's funny. Um, But, okay, that was your TV series? Yeah. 
Okay, mine, my TV series is BJ and the Bear because I was trying to go along with you with the monkey, <laughs> you know, so, so uh, BJ and the Bear, the, the main character has a monkey. And I actually thought the gold monkey might be about a monkey, but I, now I found out it's about a bar. So maybe I should have picked a, a TV show that would, took place in a bar, but uh, Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like bar bar scenes and and stuff, but um, but there there were monkeys in the show though. There were. Was like go monkey? Yeah. Was there? A, yeah. yeah, monkey. A lot of monkey business. A lot of monkey business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Well, um, yeah. I I don't know why I picked BJ and the Bear because I can't remember a whole lot about BJ and the Bear. You know, I I don't know. Um, did you watch? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it all the time. Rolling down to Dallas, my rules provide my palace. Off to New Orleans, or who knows where? Places new and ladies too. I'm BJ McKay, and this is my best friend there. Yeah, it was in se from '78 to 1981, and um, you know, I, yeah, uh, he was a he was a truck driver. Um, I, I read that he had um, maybe he had been. He had been something like um he he had been like a maybe I don't know if he was he had a, like an all, all like a different life before he became a truck driver. What I do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Yeah, what, I can't he, he was in the Vietnam War. He was like a war. Yeah, he was injured and stuff. Yeah. he was even like a a POW or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that. That seems it doesn't seem like that didn't seem like I I had to read that to know that because I sure didn't remember that from. From watching it because I never would have pictured that that was the backstory on BJ and the bear you know so but um yeah it was like th this um this show like my brother loved it he he loved it and I and my brother became a truck driver in real life and I think yeah me too been, were you, you were a truck driver yeah you a, a tractor trailer truck yep in the mid-90s really yep wow okay cool is that because a BJ and a bear <laughs> no, no, but I, I I remember thinking about that show while I was driving trucks. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, I remember when we were kids and we would like run up on the hill like by our house and like when a tractor trailer truck come through town and we do do the you know the honk the horn. Yeah, you know, pull, you wanna, pull the your arm pull down. Cord. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they would, you know, and it was like so cool. But um, that was like during that whole time period of when the CBs uh, were like a big deal and everybody had a CB handle and all TV shows like, um, you know, like Dukes of Hazard and the movies like Smoking the Bandit that kind of remind me of BJ and the Bear, you know, yeah. girls and trucks, <laughs> you know, it's like, and, and, and I remember you talking about that Seven Lady Truckers and the Sheriff Lobo spinoffs too. Right, right. And Claude Atkins and, yeah. plays Sheriff Lobo. Yeah, Sheriff Lobo. And your dad had the Lobo, the Sheriff Lobo right. paddle. Oh, you know? Lobo, yeah. I'm like, I'm, now you, all your memories are becoming my memories. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, like I was there too. So um, yeah, I just, um, I just don't, I, I don't have like a lot to say about it because um, I, I, it's like, I don't, I, I just remember really liking Greg Evigan and thinking he was really cute. And maybe we, we he and I could have had coffee. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like that's going to be the thing. Um, but um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't go on. He did um, my two dads, I think after that. And yeah, I don't know. And uh, he, he, ever did, a, he did a sci-fi series that William Shatner wrote. I can't remember the name of it. It was uh, Tech War. That was the name of it. Oh, okay. And then also, yeah. uh, I remember him in a movie. Um, he was underwater. Deep Star Six, maybe? Was that the name of it? it I don't know. I, I, he was I, in I think underwater I, like a sea lab, and there was a creature attacking it. Uh-huh. Oh, I, do you remember, like, um, do you remember the um, Battle, Battle of the Network Stars? Yes. Those shows? Love I think that. he was in some of those. You know, it's like I can remember that, and it's like I love those too. Like they had everybody, like, yeah. and, and I remember Linda Carter being on there, and I, 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 I saw it on TV not that long ago. Like I don't know if it, what, what, where it was playing on or what channel it was on, but um, it was the Battle of Network Stars, and I remember seeing um, like uh, Ed Asner on there and uh, uh, Tracy Nelson and uh, all, the, all the cast of like um, 
happy days and you know all, all the, everybody was on their little house on the prairie everybody was on the battle of network stars and they don't do that either you know it's like and i thought it was cool because you know those people um were pretty athletic yeah you know they were in good shape i remember seeing you know? dan dan haggerty racing uh i love dan haggerty. i forgot who he was he's racing, one person but he was barefoot and he, he was shirtless and, and he was smoking this guy just running like laps around him yeah wow wow i can't I want to say it was somebody like like robert wagner or somebody he was racing yeah but yeah yeah they did him. they did they, yeah they did um yeah they did had they did like uh battle like um in the canoe you know like go yeah. and swimming swimming and tug and, of wars in the mud yeah like yeah with um yeah tug of war with the rope yeah with the, with the groups on each side yeah I remember seeing like scott bayo all these different people on there um, and, it, and it looked like they all knew each other and having a really good time and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you just don't see that now. I mean, and I, and I know, I know, I, I remember seeing Greg Evigan on there. Um, and that show was pretty, pretty big at the time. You know, it was, it was, um, you know, he was in all the magazines and stuff too. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, I like the truck he drove, that, that red and white truck. Yeah. I had a model, had a model kit that I put together, and uh, I remember I had it on the shelf for years in my bedroom. Oh, did you? Yeah, do you, yeah, model trucks and model cars. My brother used to have a bunch of them. He used to, we used to, he used to love getting them for Christmas presents. Yep. Model cars. Yep. Yeah. Too. Yep. Yeah. It's like, do you ever see he see a young boy like getting a model car today? Ever? Uh, I don't yeah. know a lot of. I don't even you know, see them anymore. I know I know Hobby Lobby sells them, but like Walmart and that. I, mean, I know they still they make them, them, and you could probably find them online and stuff. But yeah, yeah, like what kid, what kid? I mean, those are the things. Like, I mean, my my brother used to work on them for like for like weeks. You know, like let them dry and and you know putting the pieces together and, and paint them. Yeah, yeah. They put the stickers I mean, on them. <laughs> a um 1966 corvette stingray and we knew a guy that owned one in real life and i remember um I, he might have even made it for him as a, as a present because he had a real one this guy we knew and um and it just it just you don't see you don't see that anymore like pe people you know making things and doing things I, I was thinking of that not too long ago about how many different hobbies that um that, that I had back in the eighties and doing latch hook rugs and making potholders and making little things, jewelry and uh, had a rock tumbler, all these little things that, that we made, made little, uh, the spirograph, like all these little art artsy things. And, you know, I, I just don't think the kids do that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a bummer. They you all know? Play, I, play phone games and computer games. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, they, and they're not even like really, I don't, I don't know. They're not even, they're not even, I don't, to me, that stuff's boring, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I could not get into like, um, can what is that candy crush or whatever that, yeah. that people are addicted to now? Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I, I have no desire for, to sit there and, and, and do something like that for like hours every day. It would, I would like feel like my brain had turned to jello pudding or something. So, but, um, yeah, so, uh yeah I, I wish that some like that's another short short-lived show in the in the in the late 70s early 80s you know with uh, bj and the bear it, it didn't go it, it was ended in 81. Yeah. didn't uh didn't greg evigan sing the theme song himself did he i think the so bj mckay and my best friend yeah Bear. rolling down to dallas my wounds provide my palace and off to new orleans or who knows where Okay, and this is my best friend there. Oh, no, I, I don't see any. Um, I bet you we could look it up. Um, did he, did, uh, Greg Evigan, did he say, sing the theme to thing, theme to BJ and the Bear? Yep, he did the title song, BJ and the Bear, the theme song, was written by Glenn Larson and performed by Greg Evigan. So cool. you're right. You're right. Yeah, see, Glenn, those are the kind Glenn of. Glenn Larson, he, he's the guy that. Uh, came up with the series he did like Battlestar Galactica he had a lot of shows that he produced yeah well um these are the, we should make our own pop ninja uh pop ninja trivia 
and, okay. and, and market it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we should do that. You know, it's like, um, yeah. Uh, um, because like we could come up with, like, I never knew any of that. Anytime you tell me, um, like, I didn't know, um, that he sang the theme theme music, we could come up with our own trivia, like, you yeah, know, fun. Fun to yeah, we should, yeah, we could do it. Why don't we do it? Pop Ninja trivia, the seventies and eighties version. Yeah. How do you do it? <laughs> I guess we, we got to come up with like 500 questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We probably could if you go back on, on, on every episode. Yeah. We could take our Pop Ninja podcast and create a, um, a uh, trivia game, come up with it. People could buy it and then we could give it away as prizes if we don't sell any. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that would be, that's a good idea. We'll have to look into that. We'll have to look into that when we get really, really bored. Yeah, and figure it out. That'd be kind of funny. Uh, like never, never say never. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on from uh, BJ and the bear. Uh, let's talk about music. All right. More music. Let's talk about the band Foreigner. like foreigner i love them yeah me too i, I, I love foreigner especially the uh, lou graham i liked his voice yes yeah he had a solo career then after that and yeah. you know after foreigner he did a lot of solo stuff in the 80s too um it was i want to know what love is was that foreigner or was that lou graham oh good question i think it's lou graham i can't i don't I know if the band was with him or not we know it I don't know, but I, I know I like yeah. that song. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's one of my uh, probably one of my, my favorite songs from him. My yeah. favorite foreigner. Like waiting, waiting for a girl like you. Like you. Yep. yep, and they they played on on Footloose too. It was on yes, the soundtrack. Did. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, jukebox hero. Uh, yep. Jukebox hero. Yeah. Hot blooded. Hot blooded. Cold as ice. Oh. Feels Virgin. like the first time. Uh, Nightlife. Yeah. yeah, they had a lot of good songs. Say you will. Say you won't. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it, is it yep. say you will? Okay. Say, say you will. <laughs> I have it on a 45 record in my jukebox. I play it yeah. all the time. Yep. I love yeah. Warner. Yeah, me too. Do you ever, you ever see them in concert? Nope. Yeah, no, I would love to see them. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, I don't know. It's like if we had to, we should do this sometime, like rank um, our favorite eighties uh, top bands, like in, or like, like who, not who we think, is the best but like who really was like who had the most hit records you know because yeah. so all these like bands like foreigner like i, I want to talk about loverboard you know so like i think of them in the same category like the journey you know night ranger sticks you know um like who was bigger right you know let's I research mean, it yeah who was bigger and like like then you got like def leopard and you know like hair bands you know um you know like poison even kiss was still around in the 80s for sure you know um kiss is like it's still own. around now <laughs> yeah i know i know they still look exactly the same because they had makeup on and then you can't tell <laughs> that they've aged yeah they must he must like your dog must like kiss now too it does <laughs> yeah it's like yeah he's he's putting his two cents in yeah so um yeah you know you never saw foreigner in, in concert Always wanted to, but I never, I never did. Yeah. I, I haven't really seen many uh, '80s bands. I just seen uh, a few no. of them. And it's, it's all been at casinos. Yeah, 
Um, I, I, I keep wondering if they'll ever tour ever again, you know, because I mean, time keeps going by and with COVID and everything going on, it's like nobody's touring. And then by the time that it's ever safe to tour, these people may have, don't want to, you know, I mean, yeah. it's like, we're lucky that we got to see them when we did, you know, and I'm glad because I saw, I saw more concerts probably in the past well, I mean, in the last ten to twenty years, I, I that that are all '80s related, and I that I never I never saw any of them in the '80s, so that's what's weird. But but um, my my band that I that I picked was Loverboy. them in concert in in high school with my friend Lorena. I think she went and saw me. I remember her making a Mike Reno uh, poster. I was so jealous because I wanted to go so bad, but my mom and dad would never let me go to a, a rock concert when I was a teenager. Yeah, never. the same way. Yeah, I know. We were, we were, um, how do you, what do you, what do you want to say? Um, not sheltered, but maybe we were, um, lame, <laughs> not lame. I don't know. Our parents were too, uh, Lame. Uh, <laughs> labor lame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we, we were trying, yeah, <laughs> but not getting anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, but my our friends all did, but we weren't. Yeah. So, um, I just remember, okay, do, do you remember the BMG and the Columbia House record clubs back then? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You buy like, eight, they're probably still eight looking free. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like you money. <laughs> okay. You had to send in a penny. They weren't free. Oh yeah. A penny and they taped it to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. They free. <laughs> yeah and it's funny how, um, I mean, I think I joined, I, I think I probably must've done that about 10 times in the eighties. Like, yeah. um, did you get like eight free buy one, get like three more free, you know? Right. And it's like, uh, I don't know how they, no wonder they're out of business, but. <laughs> and I joined it, I joined it under uh, multiple names. I, yeah. I Patrick Bennett, Sean Bennett, which is my middle name. And then Pat, Pat Bennett. Yeah. Oh, Pat Benatar. Pat, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, that's a good, I can call you that. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Pat Benatar. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, uh, no, I never, I wish I, you had been around in the 80s. Uh, you could give me some uh, pointers on how to scam uh, BMG records, but I, I think I got, did enough on my own. I, I have a lot of my records and now, and now LP records are making a comeback. And I, you know, I, I know my friend Gail just bought, she got a, a brand new LP record player. I think she got one for, uh, for Christmas. I told Jimmy that he could get me one this year for Christmas because like a dummy, I gave, I just gave my mom my whole like stereo uh, that I, I had, I, it just takes up too much space, you know, and it had the LP record and, and you play 45s. And I thought, well, I don't really need it because I have a jukebox. And I play 45s in there. But then I didn't realize, well, I have LP records I could be playing. And, but it was just too big because it had some big speakers and it has the um, cassette player and the DVD player and the radio and everything all in it remember all remember them all yeah. that together they don't even make sets anymore they you know i all of this stuff is almost all obsolete but now records are making a comeback and they're also highly collectible now 
So yeah, like, um, I think the millennials or whatever they are, you know, the, that, that generation is getting into the LP record stuff and collecting them. And yeah, we, we I, had a vinyl shop that opened in Lake Charles, a little, little small shop, that just, just yeah. records in it. And then yeah. that, that ice cream store I was telling you about the, like, like once a quarter, they have a, a where everybody meets up and they trade and sell records. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because I look for records all the time at flea markets and uh, like thrift stores and stuff before in my jukebox. And I mean, there's some at some, some places that they want a ton for them. And, and, uh, and I've got some on eBay, like, like I can like think of a song, if I hear a song that I remember that I don't have and I want it, I just put it in the eBay and then can find it on a 45 record. But even now, like, I mean, that you there's no there's no new songs like that so i have to find an old song you know that i never had you know like before i have tons of 45s and i actually use my lp records like to decorate my 80s room with i have a, a shelf that goes all the way around my room and it's got all my album and i put albums up on the shelf as like pictures on the wall and then yeah. one one time i took all the sleeves off my 45 records and i pinned them all on the wall too like made a gigantic like poster of all the with uh like, like the whole wall i i thumbtacked with the 45 record sleeves and i thought it looked really cool <laughs> you know so sounds cool but but it's just like it was really busy you know it's like there was just a lot, like a lot going on you know so but um but my my you like lover boy right oh yeah like loving See, every I, minute of it yeah. Heaven in Your Eyes. They had some good songs. Turn Me Loose. Working, Working for the, for the weekend. weekend. Yeah, Hot Girls when in Love. When It's Over. Yeah, When It's Over is one of my 45s in my jukebox. I love that. Cool. that. And uh, I remember I remember when we did the BMG records, I would go up to my friend Lorena's house like after supper, and I'd take my records with me, like uh, some of them, and then she'd have her records, and then we would like spend the night just like listening to records, you know, and play, playing songs over and over and over again, yeah. you know? Yeah, and it's like who does that now it was like that's how we it was so much fun i mean we just love it and and you had said um what'd you say uh waiting for a girl like you is from the footloose um soundtrack and so is uh almost paradise by uh mike reno and ann wilson it's in footloose too so there's another connection i did i didn't even think of that when we were picking where like uh, you know the the um music that they both were in footloose so cool. but um yeah so um yeah and, I, and there's they they had a like like when you got an album back then like they like was it working for the weekend was that the name of the el album Can't i know remember. get get lucky's one of them but um they you would listen to the entire album of like every song and oh, maybe yeah. not every song was like a hit like not every song came out on a right. 45 but when you heard the whole album you liked every song yeah. you know and it's like you just don't they just don't do music like that anymore it's just not the same so anyway let's uh move on to the, our bonus category want to talk about what you want to talk about let's talk about panama jack shirts i, yeah, I, I remember that craze <laughs> yeah. really i remember that craze when no, i was in the seventh they're for grade. boys aren't they yeah everybody wore them i remember girls getting oh. But I remember that craze oh, okay. when I, I was in the seventh grade. It was around 79, 80, around there. But yeah. everybody yeah. had to have one in my class. I mean, everybody was getting them. And uh, if you didn't They're like Hawaiian them, print shirts, right? No. No? Plain white T-shirt, and in the center was a big circle with his face. Oh. Some of them had a wider shot of him, like, sitting in, like, a wicker chair with a big high back on it. And he, yeah. you know, he had that fedora and that eye patch. And yeah, I remember the picture of him, like the logo. Yeah, that's um, what I'm talking about. When I say a Panama but I was thinking shirt, the, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh, okay. And if I you was didn't thinking, have one, you just weren't cool. That's, that's, I guess <laughs> that's I, all there I was wasn't to cool. It. Yeah, you weren't cool. I wasn't and, cool. It's 79, uh, you were way behind. <laughs> I was 79, that was, I was in sixth grade. You know what? I don't remember. I don't remember in elementary school like clothes being like a fad, like the the fads of like not until I got into like seventh grade. Well, this might like, have been in the eighty or something because this I remember this in seventh grade specifically, and uh, it, then there were okay. others that followed, like uh, Bahama Mama. You remember? Yeah. Her? No. And they, they had a few of these T-shirts that started coming out after Panama Jack. 
Okay, it sounds like Jimmy Buffett stuff, <laughs> you know? But I thought they were cool. And I always liked, uh, liked Panama Jack. He looked like a cool guy. <laughs> was? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, was it more of a Southern thing, maybe? No. I mean, that was... It was everywhere? Everybody yeah. had them? They made yeah, I mean, I know about them. As soon as they made, you said uh, about them, I know, knew what they were, but I never, I yeah. don't remember them. Like, they're not like, um, like, Izod and, and like, you know, like, those are the shirts that I remember, like, the, the alligator and stuff. Like, yeah. not the little, the little guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He disagrees. <laughs> yeah, he says, <laughs> yeah, he says they're cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> Like on Tales of the Gold Monkey, one bark means no, <laughs> two barks means it? yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So ask him what he thinks of spandex. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Okay, yeah. Because I wore a ton of that. When you were wearing Panama Jack shirts, I was doing the spandex. But, but they had all kind of Panama Jack products. You know, they had hats. They had sunglasses. Yes, hats. Hats, I, I remember more. Yeah. Were they, they were like those, were they like Indiana Jones type well, hats? Well, it was like a like a straw fedora yeah well that's like a that indiana jones fedora right yeah sort of sort of fedora yeah. sort of fedora <laughs> okay <laughs> okay yeah they were yeah. Fed, they were fedorable they were fedorable okay <laughs> okay pan adorable yeah yeah. Um, no, no, I, I, I can't say I, I used to steal like guys that I was friends with. I used to take their clothes and wear them, you know? So it's like, I remember this one, this one guy, um, that I was friends with. He was one of my best friends in high school. And, and I used to love his clothes. He used to dress best, better than most girls, you know? And it's like, I just remember, um, like one night he was at my house, he used to come over and we used to like hang out and watch Grizzly Adams and stuff. And, 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 you know, he, he'd just sit, sit in my room and while I curled my hair and stuff and we'd talk like, you know, like we were friends and stuff. And I just remember he had a black and white flannel shirt and I really liked it. And he took it right off of his, his body and gave it to me. <laughs> and it's like, I, I kept it for forever. You know, it's like, I think my mom took it though from me and wore it one time and never gave it back. But um, yeah, I just remember guys in the eighties had clothes that were as nice as girls clothes. And like, if I had fr guy friends, they always dressed like really, really like nice. And so um, I was always wanting to borrow their clothes. Like when, when some of my friends like from high school came to visit me when I lived in Virginia, um, and they stay at my apartment. Um, if they left clothes laying around on the floor, they, they were up for grabs. <laughs> it's yeah. like I, I, I wore their shirts. Uh -oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, I still wear my husband and my um, son's clothes. I think men get, I think a lot of times their, their clothes are nicer than girls' clothes. I hate shopping now. I mean, I used to love it, but I hate it now because like, my like there's nothing my age that it's either like too sleazy looking or it's um like i don't wear clothes with like little like kitties and and stuff on them and sweatshirts with you know like i mean there's just no middle ground anymore for clothes yeah i would wear what i wore i what i i i that's why i had picked spandex because i wore it all the time like um you could wear it like i wore i wore this black spandex like like leotard that was like a one piece um outfit and i mean i think when people think of spandex they do think of john claude van damme and breaking you know <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah but um i always wore like a nice like um sweater like over top of it it was almost like what leggings are now you know but right. um but i had like a tank like it was like a tank top so if i wore a v-neck like a sweater um, the v-neck could come down but like i had the black spandex out, whole unitard thing underneath me and so it was uh, and i wore my black i had these black high-heeled boots i used to wear with my black uh, spandex uh, leggings and um me and my uh, roommate stacy uh, i think it was actually her outfit we we like we'd go um we, I remember in the 80s, we went, my, I had a friend who was a stand-up comedian that worked on David Letterman, and he he came to a college near near where I was. I, I was his travel agent. I don't know if I ever told you this story, and that we went up there to see him and, con and like, not, not concert, but, like, perform. I guess he was the comedian for the college, and we went up there, and we dressed like we were almost going to, like, a, to a rock concert, and I, we had the black, you know, spandex on and, and high heel shoes. And I had camouflage, like colored, like the army colored pants on and red high heels. And um, all the kids at the college had sweatshirts on and jeans. And we were like, we looked like we just got out of a heart video, you know. 
yeah but uh yeah i think uh i don't even know if you can find it in stores anymore i don't know well is that the same thing now that they're calling yoga pants well yeah but they're i think yoga pants aren't as stretchy as spandex was spandex you know and and then they and like now they have that that lularoe i mean it that's was like um i don't even know if it, it phased out like some now but it was it, all these stretchy like bright printed you know colors i i, I don't i just like plain black you know and it because it went with everything and i you could wear any colored shirt over top of it and um just let your shirt hang out you know over top like down to your butt you know and then <laughs> you had your yeah but i i I doubt, I guess, that guys uh, wore spandex. Well, they were it going, looked good on superhero, biking. superheroes and <laughs> aerobics uh, chicks. You know, Instructors? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think it needs to go away. Guys, w- w- guys wore it like those shorts that they would go biking in. That's nah. what I think of. No? No. Nah, nah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys. Okay. Maybe Jean-Claude, yeah. but... Uh... <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah it, it's it's a little revealing <laughs> spandex there's no room for um yeah to hide stuff in that yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's not for everybody but it was one of my um one of my other like favorite fashion uh things of the 80s so anyway i think we're we're done right all right we're done sure. let me do the close the, the code word yeah, let's tell them about the prize. The code word. Code. Did you ever see Raised in Arizona? Yeah. When he says, let's use the code names. Yeah. You know, yeah, the code names. You know, it's like, because he says his real name first right. in, the, in the bank where they're robbing the bank. Yeah. Son, you got names. a panty on your head. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Okay. So our code word for this episode of our podcast uh, episode is um, Loverboy. And so send us a, a private message with the code word Loverboy, and you could win one of our Pop Ninja t-shirts. Cool. Cool. Do you have a closing? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I want to thank everybody for listening and uh, tell your friends about us. I hope you keep listening. And uh, give us some comment. Give us some feedback. Tell us uh, maybe some movies, TV shows, or music that you want us to talk about that we hadn't covered. Or, you know, just always looking for uh, – new ideas or or stuff i've never heard of that i can go watch that's what yeah. i like about talking to you lisa about you know yeah might be something i never heard of and then i go watch yeah. it. i think you were saying that earlier but yeah uh, i know you you've made me want to watch a lot of things and i yeah. probably may, made you not want to watch whatever i'm talking about <laughs> you just <laughs> made me not want to like, see spandex again <laughs> yeah I don't, you know you don't have to watch that movie yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah spandex right. uh, electric boogaloo yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right well we're yeah. gonna uh we're gonna sign off now and as we leave i'm gonna leave you with a, a final closing thought now this mountain i must climb Feels like the world upon my shoulders. Through the clouds, I see love shine. It keeps me warm as life grows colder. Okay. All right. You know what that's from? It's a song. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a uh, foreigner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it? Uh, is it? Is it? I want to know what love is. I want to know what love is. Yeah. Okay. That's wow. It. Okay. See, I won, I won, I won. You're on a roll, yeah. (laughs) Strong the forces with Lisa.